Hey, hey, hey. Hey. What's up, Paul? What's up? Chris is just coming on, too. Oh, nice. What's up? And with the T boys. <laughs> Long time no see, man. I know. Yeah, like, we had like a month and a half ago, they did a stream every week like they used to. And then it's dry, dry spell again. Yeah. Dana's doing all those cons right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, come on. <laughs> Dana's showing up is about as treat as much as a Dino showing true. up. True, true, they're true. Starting to, they're starting to turn the Matt, Lisa, and uh, Bob and Ron show. Right, true. Not, Which not was a bad fun. thing. Yeah. It's fine. Hey, Benny. There she is. She might be. It's not the best Hey, how's it going? What's up? It's going okay. How are you doing? Zoom Zoom calls on. Zoom calls happening. Liam's a bit indisposed. Is he getting his wisdom teeth pulled right now? No. He got them out hours ago, but they dub him up. No, not really. Well, I mean they did, but he was fine. He was walking around and talking. Nice. Ah, they're just in pain. Just yeah, now he's now the pain's going back. Mm. Damn. Mm -hmm. Well, if he doesn't come on, give us give him give him our condolences, warm wishes, yeah, hugs, not kisses though, because that would hurt probably. There he is. Hey, Chris, your mic is doing some weird thing. Yeah, what is it doing? Is that it's better? Kind of, it's like choppy. Better? It's choppy. It's like a sputtering sound. It's probably my goddamn internet. And also just started. So he's laid out. Okay, I'm missing the whole show. <laughs> I knew I should have made this break 10 minutes earlier. Is it still doing it? Yeah, a little bit. I think it's my I think it's my internet connection. Oh really? Yeah, I'm about to leave and come back. Okay. I mean try it, but you're not gonna unplug and replug. I can. Yeah. Not that. I'll wait till Chris comes back, but we did have a good time with Dana over the weekend. Um and we thought there might be a chance that um, that like we he would record because they said maybe this weekend. So we yeah. thought like maybe they'll do a late night show and like Dana will let us hang out and stuff. So, but yeah, but more seconds on the show. East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Hold on, say something, Chris. Something, Chris. Yeah, it's still doing it. All right. What? All right. Are you hearing it like choppy? No, you... it's coming through clear on my end. Oh, now I hear it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like it's just got these little like pops in it. Now but you're doing it. Am I doing it now? Uh, it might be. Well, my... I did on my computer. I just got brand new internet, so it could be that it's my internet. No, Paul, you sound fine to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Same here. All right. Yeah, and you guys sound good. Uh, 
Tell you what, I feel good. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but like, so, so, uh, Daniel, Pocket Dogs, he and his girlfriend were driving back from Louisiana to move her stuff to San Diego. And because they were driving, they uh, took a route so they could stop over for a night. So I got to visit in person with Daniel and his girlfriend. Oh, cool. So I got to meet for the first time. Well, Daniel, too, in, in person. But um, yeah, that was super awesome. Um, and that was Wednesday. And they left out Thursday morning. And then like, so early Thursday morning, like a big rainstorm came through. And I thought this had something to do with it, but I don't know why, if it does, but I'll just say it. Um, so it woke everybody up at like four in the morning because it was like thunderstorm and like heavy rain. And um, so I had to come out here to my shed because I left all my windows open and it was raining pretty hard. So like water was coming in. So I had to come out here in the rain to like close it up. Didn't take very long, but you know, it was kind of up for maybe about 40 minutes or so. Eventually went back to bed and then, you know, later got up and went to work at the normal time. When I got home Thursday evening, took care of my dog, took her for a walk, but then like, I was just really tired. So I laid down after dinner and like, but like even after, even before I like took a shower and made dinner, I, I took like a, maybe like a half hour nap because I was just feeling really tired. And then after dinner, I laid down to kick back with her and I fell asleep for like a three hour nap. And when I woke up, I felt pretty bad. And I was like, this is weird. I don't know. Anyway, went to bed, woke up the next day, felt like total shit. And not like, I didn't have like a cough or like a real runny nose or anything like that, but just like muscle fatigue and like, just generally like, like list, I had like no energy. I had like this kind of faint headache only on the, like the top part of my head. And I just felt like, I didn't feel like I could like do anything. So I went into work and just grabbed my laptop and came home and then like pretty much slept the, all of Friday away. Like most of the day, then got up and like took my dog for a walk. And then when I got back, like I got back in the bed and like fell asleep for like another five hours. I slept like a shit ton. Um, yeah. But then I woke up today and like I feel like a thousand times better. So I don't know what the hell that was, but did you get a COVID test? I did a home test. Yeah. And because um, I have four of them that I got, you know, from the post office when they were like free COVID tests. Right. Okay. Uh, I did one and, um, you know, swab my nose real good. And like, uh, I've had a little bit of congestion in my nose, but nothing like super serious. And it's hard to tell how much of that is like, I'm a regular smoker. It's been really humid lately. Yeah. Uh, that sort of stuff. Did but you party really hard with those guys? No, oh. I mean Daniel doesn't even really drink. So like we went out to dinner. I had one like tall uh, Kieran beer, and then I had one beer, you know, one beer that I had left in the house when we got back. That was it. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre. Like a one day sort of like I don't know. I, I didn't take my own. I didn't take my temperature, but I didn't feel like I had a fever. But I did kind of feel like again hard to tell because it's super humid. Like. Yeah. It's even pretty, it's pretty humid inside, even when, you know, the AC is on, like kind of felt a little clammy, but mm. I don't know. Don't, are you in Arizona? Yes. Isn't that supposed to be like a dry place? 
Yes. That's crazy. It's it's uh it's monsoon season right now, and we're actually having like a, a pretty heavy one where it's raining. Uh, cats and like, dogs. A, it's like it's raining pretty often. Like there's see, the thing about this part of Arizona, Phoenix area, is that between like June and the middle of September is the monsoon season where all the rain comes like, mm. like one time of the year where it's like supposed to be rainy or like historically that's like the time that this area of the desert gets its precipitation yeah. and this year it's been really active there's been a lot of storms and a lot of rain regularly and the humidity's just been um pretty up like last week it was as high as like 50 60 percent and it was still like 99 100 degrees out those days were pretty miserable yeah, uh, it fucking stays humid in Raleigh. Like, in the winter, it's humid. Yeah, all year. It's fucking terrible. Skip, are you with us or are you just walking around? What's happening? I'm with you. Hey, right. there he is. Hey. All right, good. So you think the humidity gave you a headache? See, I don't know. I just think that... Possibly, like, with the humidity being up, it could maybe have contributed to, like, like more nasal congestion just because there's more moisture in the air. Um, and last, last year, monsoon season, we had a decent amount of rain. The year before that, it was super dry and there was no rain during the monsoon season. So, like, it, it's kind of like, I don't know what the average precipitation for a monsoon season around here is supposed to be or even what, like, our accumulated, like, inches rain so far has been since it started but everybody that's been around here for a while seems to understand that we're getting a lot of rain this season mm. which is great for my yard and my trees and stuff oh, but yeah i don't know it was just a weird thing i woke up and i was like i can't do anything yeah <laughs> i need to go get my laptop and come right back home like i didn't have an appetite either like i had made a you know my normal Thing I eat for breakfast when I get to work is just like almond milk and some oats and some blueberries and I like brought it with me and I was like I don't even know why I'm bringing this I'm not going to eat it while I'm there I'm going to bring it back home with me but I I don't know I was like if, if I go in and I check my emails and some shit has hit the fan I'm going to have to stay and take care of it and I don't know how long that can take so I was like I figured I might as well bring my breakfast and my lunch just in case I'm stuck there for a while but it was quiet, so I was like, just my salesman that I work with in New Mexico, like, I'm going home, call me. I told my manager, I'm going home, call me if you need me. And they're like, okay. Fuck yeah. It's good to have that option. I did a, a mental health day the other day, and I, I was glad that it was like, if I was in the restaurant industry, they would have been like, no. And, no, you know. Well, uh, where I work, I took a mental health day. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if you were the only bartender for Wednesday morning and you were like, I don't want to face people, like, and you called out, they would be, you know, I, I don't know how it works now. Like, I haven't been in there since post-COVID, but, like, I know I think that... now they're, like, a lot more, at, at our restaurant specifically, restaurants in general, they'd be like, fuck you, come to work. Right. But at our restaurant specifically, they're a lot more like, I mean, I, I feel like they'd, I don't feel like you could do it every day or like do it three days in a row, but I feel like 
they let you take a mental health day if you needed it. It's Vera Chris. You sound like that robot that we had on the show the last time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I, try, yeah. I, I disconnected my internet and connected it back, but it... Yeah. Really? We were kind of having this problem the last time you were able to join us, too. I don't know. I like Maybe. to think that even in like a, a bartender or restaurant type situation, if somebody calls in like, I'm sick with, I don't know what, I don't know, like, if I'm contagious or not. Because I honestly, I don't know what it was. I know that like muscle fatigue and stuff is like, and headache is sort of like a couple of COVID symptoms, but I, no cough, like I said, no cough, no phlegm. And thankfully, still can like, taste everything. Yeah, it literally only lasted one day. I don't know what the hell it was, but I'm glad that it's done because like with no, like really no like energy or drive to do anything, I was like, this sucks. And I woke up today and I was like, I feel a lot better. And I got up and I like, I did stuff. And I was like, yeah, it feels good to be able to like, like be sitting up and like, you know, work on some stuff. Yeah. For sure. I haven't actually been sick in a long time. Uh, yeah i think I i've been i've been i've been sick i i remember think i got i guess the last time i got really sick or I, i've been like kind of ill but the last time i got really sick was the january before covid hit and before, so like, i was one of those people that was like oh i already got it but i probably didn't i don't know oh yeah i remember those those bts shows i went back and listened to them <laughs> The one the, where we're all, all solid gold hits. The one where we're all wearing masks and mocking it did, did not <laughs> age well. It's pretty cringy. It's, it's prime. A lot of people had episodes <laughs> like podcasts and stuff like that, though. Every no one, no one was taking it serious at all. And then the world ended. Yeah. Fucking yeah. a. But what about this? Hmm. Welcome back, all our friends, to see you in the chat again. Chris and Paul and Philip, too, and Benny has nothing else to do. Zoom on in, the show begins right now. Hey! Fuck yeah! <laughs> I like it. All right. That's why I was quiet. I was waiting patiently for the right time to do this. <laughs> You should have interrupted us immediately and done yeah, it, dude. Should have been like, shut the fuck up. I got something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. We got to recycle it. You know, like, yeah. It's got to be yeah. used somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Hell yeah. I would say, like, it was, you know, I, uh, I'm trying to find a way to be like, I write very simple music and not insult you <laughs> like like good for you for learning it but also well, yeah i, I was gonna ask Skip, did you just did you just figure out the chords by ear i mean i just did g d and c and figured that it would work to the lyric structure yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. i think there's a minor in there somewhere i don't know i don't honest to god i said that like that some of the best things that i made i don't remember making 
So like, I'll have to like, when I listen to a song, I'll have to relearn the song because I just spent the day like drinking and then made it and then woke up and was like, huh. Uh, did, I yeah. a, did I put a minor nine in here? What was I? Doing? <laughs> what is like a minor? I have, uh, real. I have a Ooh. bunch of recordings because me and my buddies have been jamming lately. And it's like, I go and we just drink the entire time but they like they've been jamming for a while and they have like songs already all made that just don't have guitar and so i went through and like made guitar lines for each one of their songs but we haven't jammed in like a couple weeks i'm like i have to go back and listen to fucking like three hours worth of drunk voice recordings like drunk voice memos and try and figure out what the guitar parts i was playing are hell yeah (laughs) <laughs> it'll be worth it uh, I love the beard you got going on right now yeah man looking good easiness I, I, I'm envious of everybody's beard on here when I try it does not go well I'm jealous of your mustache well that's all I got I was it's thinking of shaving it <laughs> I got yeah. two halves of mustache. Yeah. Yeah, Chris got the gap. It's the reverse Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that Gigi Allen just shaved like right here and then had like two really like wispy whiskers sides? A little, little pencil thin mustache. Well, it's like Fu Manchu mustache, but only on the edges of his mouth. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, so what's everybody been up to? Uh, work. Yeah, I got work. one more week until I start my new position. What's your new thing? I'm going out to the tire center now, so I'll start changing tires on cars and shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck these carts. Yeah. Done with you. That's also like a useful skill. Yeah, that's if you ever get a like, flat tire, you'll be like, I'm fucking super prepared for this. Well, I mean, even before, like when I had my first car, um, I got a flat and I was able to like figure it out on my own. And so I was like, oh, like I already kind of know what I'm doing, I guess. If you get a flat yeah. after being in the tire shop and you have to do everything with hand tools, you're going to be like, man, this fucking sucks. I wish I had my fucking air drill and my fucking yeah. lift. Yeah, but it's nice. I get a dollar raise for working out there, and because I already signed all the paperwork and stuff, they like changed my position over. So I like my raise already took effect. And then you get another raise on top of it, or you're saying that like they're already they're paying you that for what you're doing now. They they're paying me what I'm supposed to be making in tire center for doing what I'm doing now. Nice. I, I also just got another dollar raise because there's like hourly goals. If you work like a certain amount of hours, you get like an extra paycheck. And if you work a certain amount of hours, like you get a bonus check. And then if you work a certain amount of hours, you get like a dollar raise until you cap out. And so I just hit my my next like dollar raise mark. And then got another dollar raise, and then minimum wage just went up, so I got like another fifty cent raise on top of that. Hell yeah, 
That's cool. Tell them the best part. Yeah, what's the best part? No, I don't know. Yeah, what is the best part? What? <laughs> the uniform. Oh, yeah, my cool little uniform. I got a little name tag that says skip on it. My little, like, mechanic shop shirt. Can you lose one of those and send it to Raleigh? Uh, I got to figure out how. I was like, I need to figure out how to get my hands on one of these. Because they're, like, they keep it pretty tight with keeping them in the house. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Oh, you don't take them home? Do they have, like, Cintas come and launder them for you or something? Well, that's nice. Like that's uh, that's yeah, yeah. The money's great. Tell them the good part though. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a cute little uniform. outfit. It sucks because like I, I don't fit, on it. It's awesome. I, I don't fit into normal people clothes, and so like I know when I put it on for the first time, I'm just gonna look like a baby out there, like a <laughs> baby with a mustache changing people's tires. Um, you gotta get somebody to show you what's that thing where they like put on put a tire on with fire. They like they like soak. I look it up. Like go on. Like so, it's like it's where you seal the tire to the rim, so the rim is off. But then I've seen people like spray some sort of flammable shit and then light it on fire, and then it like all of a sudden just, I guess because the oxygen just moves so fast, it like seals the tire to the rim. But then I've also seen a lot of people fuck that up and like, you know, <laughs> just light a fire. That just makes me like no, fire. If you've seen those. What? Where what? people get the fire haircuts where they fucking light your head on fire. Oh, what? Cut your- that would stink. Very bad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what fire smells like? Burning hair. Yeah. Ugh. That's how I know. That was awful. In my high school, there was uh, and and good for them, but there was two trade school paths that you could take, and one was auto mechanics, and one was uh, uh, like cosmetic, like beauty parlor. Like I'm gonna go straight into that. And um, I always remember walking down because they would do perms and like <laughs> um shit like that, and like be burning hair, and I was like, it stinks down here. Like it smells so bad. <laughs> in this section of the hallway but my high school was like right next to the taylor guitar factory like manufacturing oh. place so we had one of the best uh like diesel mechanic garage classes that you could take and then we also had a uh, guitar making your beer classes because people would just like go straight from like they would learn how to make guitars there and then just go straight to taylor and start working on the line Fucking a, that could have been me. That could be a fun job. Oh, but for the move <laughs> to North Carolina, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna be on a production line making something, making something cool like guitars, might as well be it. You could also mm-hmm. easily one piece at a time. You know that uh, Johnny Cash song where he steals yeah. the whole car. You could also very easily that do that with a taylor guitar and be like i have seven i was like if you took the class you wouldn't need to because your final project was just making your own guitar yeah like out of a tree yeah you just like (laughs) from scratch manufacture your own guitar completely fuck yeah that's like options you could build like a guitar or a banjo i think 
I was dumb. I took fucking some dumbass mm-hmm. reason. Wait, you took what? I took auto shop. Meh. I mean, that's not a dumb thing. It's a, a lot I, of cars around. I think even my dad encouraged our music like a lot. Like he was very like supportive and stuff like that. And um, I think even he would have been like, well, fast track to the guitar shop or like auto mechanic. Like that's just a more you can move anywhere. Like I want to move to, you know, yeah. like middle yeah, America. Well, like, yeah, there'll be a body shop there or an auto shop. People drive cars and then play guitars. Yeah. That's so a country a, song. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, fun fact. While on the subject of making your own guitar, you guys might know this, but Brian May of Queen made his guitar with his dad. It's a one of a kind and he calls it the red special. So that's pretty cool. Is he like selling them? No, like the one that he used, like when he was playing with Queen, like he uh, made it. Himself, oh, like, hell yeah. Dad. Yeah, it's like, uh, and I don't know, uh, probably somebody that knows more about the, um, the electrical part of it could probably say why, like Brian May and Queen, like his guitar has got that very unique sound. It's like mm-hmm. you hear and play, you're like, that's queen that's that's brian may probably something probably more to do with you know whatever pickups he used in it but like probably part of it is you know the wood that he chose and the shape that he chose because i think it's a semi hollow hollow body yeah style but i like to throw that tidbit out where if i made a guitar it'd have every pickup humbucker the twin like it's nine pickups and that pickups <laughs> Like Wait, that. Say again. Jack White has a guitar like that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Where it's damn it. Fuck. Different switches on it because he has like every fucking pickup manufactured ever. Hey, nothing new under the sun. Sorry, Paul. I'm a hack. <laughs> you think you got a good idea, and then Jack White comes along. Fucking. Oh, if you could think of anything that has to do with guitars, he's probably already done it. I remember there was a Rolling Stone top hundred guitar players of all time and it was like jack white was ahead of like Jimi hendrix or something there was some sort of blasphemous thing that i was like you fucking kidding me right now (laughs) but i mean he's great not taking anything away from him but um yeah i do remember reading that and being like this is all wrong he has had a longer career in which to uh make music that's what i was gonna say too it's like i'm not like jack white fan or anything but I'm not overly a huge fan of him, but I, I do I like Jack him. White. I think Jack White's dope. I just I like think that seen him a lot. At the time though, I wasn't wasn't Jack White still like pretty young at the time? Like it was pretty early in his career that that shit came out. So we oh, were living right. we were living so it, it probably would have been two thousand four when that oh, right. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That's yeah. like maybe white blood cells or <laughs> elephant i forget which order they came out in but whoever fucking made that shit though like that dude can recognize talent pretty good <laughs> or yeah. or lady yeah yeah it was i wouldn't be surprised if david fricky was on that list of like that the team of assembling that list mm. yeah uh yeah i i don't know man a different like like i guess it's not too late i could 
where's your high school? I'll, just, <laughs> I'll uh, never been kissed it. <laughs> California. Okay. All right. What, what's the uh, jump jump street or something? What's the 21 one? jump street? 21 jump. So I'll become a cop only to take this guitar fast track class, quit the police force, and then <laughs> move on to Taylor. Yeah, at least if you've never been kissed it, you just have to pretend to be a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's the one where it's a journalist? Because I know Wet Hot American Summer did that whole thing, but there's a real one, right? Yeah, never been kissed. The Drew Barrymore one. Oh, that's right. Listen, listen. That's like why she did it. I thought she just yeah. went back to get uh, laid, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Listen, though, if you look like me and you're hanging out around a high school, <laughs> you can't just be like, I'm a journalist. You better have a fucking badge to pull out. You know what I mean? I'll be 16 in December. <laughs> It'd be like Steve Buscemi and 30 Rock. The, What's up? The, What's like, up? hey, hello, you. <laughs> He's holding two skateboards. <laughs> He's like, Paul, you mentioned in the, uh, I hadn't thought about this term in a while, but the, your latest PTS show, you mentioned the mall grab on skateboards. He's like mall grabbing it. Behind yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. He's holding it by the truck. Yeah, behind his back. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah great oh man um news in in my world mm -hmm. uh, i got all the painting done in my future workshop inside and i have a whole slew of hardwood flooring inside sitting in boxes i need to just find somebody to install for me can we see the the painting Sure. Actually, I need to go inside and get another drink anyway. So it's perfect timing. Take you guys on a little tour. <sighs> Mint is fucking big girl and out of control. Like this whole patch right here was from two sprigs that I cloned from this side over here. It's like it covers like <laughs> eight feet of garden bed space now. Just drink nothing but mojitos. Juleps, baby. Every kind of mint drink. I never use it for drinks. Yeah, I wouldn't. Could be dog pee on there. Yeah. Well, you wash it, right? You wash it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know if we told it on the show, but um. We went, so one night we were, I think it was the first night we were hanging out with Dana and we went to a bar and for some reason, Dana just like this kid was at his uh, table. Did we already, did I already tell this? Like this kid uh, was at the table. He brought him to the show. Uh, he was like, here, I'll give you a free video, which would have been like a $60 thing at Dana's table. And then he was like, I'll give you a free video uh if you come to the show and so he brought him to the show and then he just like was like this kid is coming everywhere he was a 20 year old religious anime fan and like very innocent and just was like what's happening and just hanging out with like three alcoholics and uh it was like so <laughs> the epitome of it was we're hanging out and uh i was like there's a drag show at a bar that's like 70 feet away 
And Dana was like, we're going. And, and Trey, you're going too. the 20 year old kid. I, and, uh, so he was like, the one thing to remember is these are not women. Just keep that in mind. And then we go to the show and uh, it's, it's, I guess it was like, dude, it is like a queer friendly bar. And uh, it was just like women in kind of cosplay doing like dancing bits and maybe removing like a jacket, but it wasn't like a like drag. It was, it was definitely not a drag show. And after the first, like one, well, or two, what it was like 0.01 drag show. It wasn't a strip in it, but no, the, the whole thing about the drag show is like, it's, it, it was a drag show, but with women, I guess, you know, like, so, uh, well, like when you think drag show, it's supposed to be men in drag for most of it. Dude, you should record some vocals up. in whatever room you're in. <laughs> this, is, this is a future workshop. It's all echoey because I have bare concrete floors in here. Uh, right now. Shit. Sounds great. Yeah, right. Acoustics are amazing. All of a sudden, God is present. Paul, <laughs> you're fucking up. Hold on, God, Paul, you're fucking up. <laughs> All right, that, go on with your story. Oh no, no, no! But uh, he's like, so after the second girl, he leans over to Dana and is like, "Are you sure these aren't women?" <laughs> and he was, like, we were like, "No, no, no, no! We ste- we steered you completely wrong. Like these are." our expectations that we set was not this but then the last guy that came out did it was a guy and he did jessica rabbit and i've never seen this at a drag show you guys tell me if i'm wrong it was like he had like prosthetic boobs and then proceeded to like like pull his top down and or their top down and like um do like a strip tease thing i guess i have seen that at one drag show but I don't know. It was just it was it was an odd experience. But like the kid, the, the kid was just like like a pig in shit. Like it was like he was very like, what is happening? This is awesome. Yeah. Never seen such a thing before. Golly. He was like, but it's great to see or to hear it again. It's, it's oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Forget. The kid did. The kid did at one point. He said. He said. Uh, it was like God brought me here. God did this, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And I, I, I think a, it was either Paul or me looked at him and were like, God didn't do this. No. Nah. <laughs> I, I thought I just was like, way. that's cool. Uh, I thought that like way. I just cast it off of just like, uh huh. Maybe that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what you should have been like. Thank hey, you. <laughs> want to try some crack cocaine and he'd be like well god must like like moral fucking oral like you don't understand yeah we're the god devil. led me down this path <laughs> fucking light up the bulb it's fucking let's get wet oh man he ended up falling asleep for a little bit on dana's couch <laughs> it was it was awesome it was great that kid didn't deserve to get to hang out with fucking Dana. He did, though. Sure did. It was He's, his first con ever. Yeah, he had never been to uh, a convention. So, like, every other yeah, convention that he right. goes to is going to be, like, such a letdown. Dude, <laughs> I just imagined him going up to other famous people and just being like, let's go hang out. <laughs> They're like, no. But God. I told the dude. Okay, but yeah, this is uh nice. This is where the, 
reloading room will be in the leather working room. So like I went with a sunflower yellow ah. for the ceiling and the trim. And I got my, my light fixtures rehung. So yeah, bare concrete for the floor. So I need to get the wood down in here and then I can build. Imagine if you will, let me uh, change my camera perspective. Okay. So just so tape measures out. No, that's my dog, Sage. Oh, my bad. Hi, Sage. So from on this side will be, so this is, this is four feet, and it's about eight feet from here to there will be a yeah, four by eight bench top, and then it will L off of that with like a two foot by, I think it ends up being like six and a half feet from here to that wall. So it'll be two feet deep and whatever the length is about six and a half feet all the way to this side. So it'll be a giant L of bench top space. And the eight by four section over here is gonna be, you know, big and wide for doing leather working because the pieces of leather are pretty big when you roll them out. Like even a half shoulder is about 36 by 48 or so, depending mm -hmm. on the way it's cut. And then, you know, the bench top over here will be for, I'll have my reloading press and some other tools and stuff like that. So just like a big like workshop bench in the corner here and then other, I'll fill out the rest of the room with storage and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I'll be inside and climate controlled. Where it rains. Where were you doing it before? Out in the shed where I normally hang out for oh, these. Okay. Which had been working pretty fine for a while, except that you know it's summertime again, so it's hot and it's rainy monsoon season, so it's humid. So like even at night, it's still pretty miserable to be out there. Yeah, and uh, I'm sick of it. And I got all this space inside. Fuck and yeah! That room was just a pile of garbage before, because that's where my old roommate had his grow operation. He left all his stupid shit up. So in April, I started tearing it down and getting the room ready. I've been working on this since like the beginning of April. Nice, dude. Yeah. Wait, so is a grow operation there. legal there? It is now. Oh, nice. I won't say when he started it, but it wasn't then. <laughs> um, not that he was any good at it. Yeah. Kind of a contentious point. Um we don't have to go into well, all that again. It's got to be difficult, man. I mean, I, I'm sure that it's like, it's one of it those is. things where if you weren't in right at the beginning, it's like, no, 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 no. There's all these people that just manufacture and they're trustworthy. And I, if you're a guy that's like, I grow in a, what, that's a four by eight room? Um, I mean, the room is like 11 and a half by 10 11. and a half. Okay. Okay. The desk was four by eight. Um, yeah, yeah uh that would yeah i mean how much could you produce so like i guess you're like microbrewery at that point I you're like the like sm like this is small batch marijuana pretty much like on even on inside inside that room it was even smaller the area because like it built up the framing to like cordon off where the growing and the lights would go so take off about two feet and then on one side of the room he had this like tent 
um, that he would do all the cloning and like um, maintaining of mothers and stuff like that in. Mm-hmm. And then out in the main area, he had enough room to do like, I think it normally run like eight, eight plants. But either way, he was just not very good at planning. So like all of his expected expenses went way higher than he was anticipating if he even did any of that. Mm-hmm. And then the amount of electricity that it added was super huge, yeah. <laughs> like like doubling of the entire household's use and uh, just a bunch of other problems. And then that was compounded by the fact that he didn't pay me any rent or utilities. Um, so that's why he had to go. Yeah. And then um, and he took then all the equipment out and shit, but then like he left the framing of the like the the grow area up and it was there for a long time because I was still kind of holding out hope that he would maybe like hold his word and like come back and take care of it, but that's never <laughs> going to happen. So eventually I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna take care of this myself and I'm gonna turn it into workshop. And it's going okay. I kind of wish I had started it way earlier than April because I didn't realize kind of how long it was going to take. Just being able to work like on weekends and the evenings, stuff like that, while doing everything else that I got to maintain in my life. Well, and you're still not done. You got to put in them hardwoods. Yeah, I got to have a guy. The guy that I got the, uh, the hardwood flooring from co-worker he had it left over from one of his own home projects so he gave it to me pretty cheap and uh he was going to give me the name of the guy that did the install for him but um he's been having trouble finding it so it's been a couple weeks since i actually said okay i'm ready to buy that wood from you brought it over and i just haven't haven't gotten to it yet because like like I, I was telling a coworker, I could pay like Home Depot or Lowe's, something like that. They do hardwood floor installs to do it, but I'd rather pay like a small time contractor to do it than give it to a big box store if I can. Yeah. Especially Unless- since I already have all the wood. And like, I don't know how home, De- I'm sure they'd probably be like, sure, we'll do an install, with, you know, the material that you got. But if you, yeah, they usually try to like, yeah, buy our stuff and then we'll install. And then like, they give you a whole quoted package price. And as the roof situation, um, about the same. Got the guy, he's still. I need to call him actually because it's been about a week since he came by to take some more measurements and see where he's at with this uh, proposal. But he came by to take some measurements on this um, this side of my roof. Dang it! Flip <laughs> on the back side here of my house because it faces west. At that sun um, you get the best you know um, use out of solar panels 
that really like would benefit most by facing west so he just come had to come over here and take some more measurements because can't always really tell by satellite photos how exactly like much space is available and like obstructions and the, like these vent pipes and stuff like that um but we were talking about it and one of the things i brought up was uh you know if you need more space on the south side you talk to your roofing contractor that you partner with i've been trying or i you know have always wanted to since i moved in here um, wanted to get this middle section covered over because when it rains all the water pitches from there and there and it goes down like right in front of my back doors uh, so if you could like flatten over this roof with like you know just a slight gray to let it run outward you know that's even more real estate for solar panels and he's like yeah we could probably do that i'll, I'll let them know and kind of plan out a thing um around that idea so hopefully it's still achievable he told me that he could probably get me a system together with the solar enough solar panels to cover my needs for what I'm trying to achieve with that and then the roofing package together um, with a payment of around 200 maybe a little bit more which is pretty great because I told him that I was trying to aim for 300 or less I told him like straight up the first time I called him you know if I can have a payment that's 300 dollars or less that I can swing if it's over than that, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Right. Um, but I haven't seen any figures yet, but when, when he was here, he told me, don't quote me, but I think I could probably do it for about, you know, hundred less than, than what you were asking for. So if that's true, that would be pretty dope. Um, need a follow up with him. Yeah. But like last week, week and a half ago, I got up there with uh, some of this shit, which is pretty much, if you've ever seen those commercials for Flex Seal, it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's the Gorilla Glue version. Because I had water dripping in into my attic. Glue and screen doors to the top of your roof. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went over all the spots where I put nails in to put shingles back down because I am an idiot and didn't think that, oh, yeah, that'd be fine. That turns out it's a point of egress for water. Plus, I checked all the seals around the things that poke through my roof, and a lot of them, like the ceiling stuff around, like you know the uh, sewer vent pipes and all sorts of things, were just they're just old and like cracked and stuff. So like water was getting into it. So I slapped a bunch of that stuff around them, and I haven't really had an opportunity to get up in my attic while it's been heavily raining. But I've gone up there for a follow-up to double check to see like how nice. that stuff has like settled and stuff. And it seems like it's sealing it pretty good for now. So hopefully it will hold up long enough for me to, you know, get something figured out. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. It might be um, if everything goes well, it might be a uh, new roof and, and solar system in my future. I got I got an idea for a segment. Here we go. Ha, ha, how's Liam? Wait. 
<laughs> How's Liam? Is that it? Yeah. Can we check in? He's sleeping. Oh, oh, damn it. Not Tell him he's missing the best show that we ever did. We just need yeah. a video on him. All we need is just one little. No, I would. I feel bad. He says nothing. That three-hour drunk marathon. Okay. <laughs> how's uh, how's moving in together going? Well, we haven't moved in yet. Oh, not yet. Yeah, but um. We finished signing the paperwork the other day, and the guy was real incompetent at his job. Sounds like a story. Yeah, like at one point, he, you know, I had made an appointment with him, and like, you know, I told him when all three of us showed up, I was like, hi, we're your three o'clock appointment, and he just kind of laughed, um, and it turns out it's because he thought I was joking, but <laughs> it really was his three like- o'clock appointment. I don't think because of because of three o'clock. Why? Why would he think you were joking? I have no idea. Um, and then as he was preparing to give us a tour, um, he told us he's like, "Now I know this unit is going to be smaller than your current unit." And then my mom freaked out. She's like, "What? What do you mean?" And then she's like, "We can't do that." And then he's he starts to like kind of proposition and be like well we can renovate um you know your current apartment it's just there's there'll be workers there and I was like no we can't do that it's a one bedroom and he's like oh you guys are in a one bedroom and he's like okay never mind it's gonna be bigger <laughs> yeah and then are you high yeah. sir like that's like did it get to that point <laughs> almost as he was getting us the sign papers he's like Looking at his um, uh, okay, uh, yeah, as he's getting us to sign papers, he kind of didn't even know what he was getting us to sign. He was kind of like, "Yeah, this is," and then he like reads the entire thing to himself, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead and sign this." <laughs> it was all very weird. That's a flag, Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, we're locked in. Um, you know, we move in September 3rd. Nice. I'm just right now, I'm just getting situated into my new job. How's that going? Yeah, going great. I get paid to do almost nothing. Was it the same thing that you were doing before, except now, like you're officially like part of the, the team, so to speak? Yes, actually, it is. It is like that. Um, I work with okay, the cool. county. Um, I do reception for one of our CFS facilities called the Children's Assessment Center, and it's where kids go to like get medical exams and psychological exams, um, and then determine like if the claims of abuse are founded, if they weren't founded, you know. Um, but basically, we just check in a few people a day. Like, I think at most it'll be ten families to see. Um, Keep track of the Friday appointments. Only. Yeah, on Friday, we only had two people check in for the entire day. So nice. for a lot of the days or for a lot of the, the, the hours, we were just kind of um, we were just sitting there on our phones and I got paid for it. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. The commute there is uh, terror, though. It's three buses. It's a two hour commute. It's actually not as bad as 
um, as I make it out to be, but I do have to be out of the house at like 5 a.m. and I do have to be awake at 4 a.m. That's that seems as about as bad as you're making it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived that grind before. It's it's really? doable. After a while, it's not that fun, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Mondays though, because I work a 980 schedule, so on the Mondays that I'm not off, because I get every other Monday off, um, I have to work an eight-hour shift instead of a nine-hour shift. So I get to come in at 8.30, which means I can sleep in a little and then take the train and a bus down instead of three buses. So only two. Ah, nice. Yeah, it is. It is nice. And then, and then going home is pretty straightforward. It's just one bus, one train. And are, are you like taking a bit like reading or catching up on podcasts or like, what do you do during the commute? Um, well, yes, uh, yesterday I actually fell asleep on one of the buses, which I never do because, you know, you're a woman on a bus in yeah. fucking San Bernardino, <laughs> which is with city. right. It was like a big no-no for me. <laughs> but I Do you did think it you, could, you could get Adderall just for that? Be like, listen, <laughs> I got to wake up at five. I sit on a bus that hums. I like to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably for something. <laughs> just a little something for the system. In the summertime, that's always when I would fall asleep on the bus going home from work. I'd be hot out i'm sitting on the ac bus and i just like put my head back like paul saying just the hum of it lull me to yep. sleep yeah driver waking you up end of the line huh well that's always been a good thing ah, too. most of the buses that i've like ever ridden i've always been at the end of the line so i'm always like oh i can fall asleep and i'll be fine like there's no way <laughs> I stop. Yeah. I'm not gonna miss my stop. Yeah, my stop is the end of the line. So uh-huh. <laughs> I get the fuck out. You're like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my first bus, I get on when it's already like halfway to the end of the line, and then I ride the second bus to the end of the line. It's really nice. And then my third bus is just like a 10, 15 minute bus. <laughs> it's not that bad. In New York, you can sleep on the train, but if you put your feet or even one foot up on the bench ticket really like you are, yeah because a buddy of mine passed out and i guess like in his passed out state he was like i'm gonna lay down and then he got it like he got a ticket for sleeping i guess horizontally on the train but you're like as long as you're up they're like i don't care just ride this thing on in circles but won't catch me falling asleep on no New York fucking subway. <laughs> well, when that you're shit. broke, I mean, we were in our 20s. So if somebody robbed him, they'd be like, give me all you got. He's like, here's $2. Like, fuck off. Give me your yeah. pants. Yeah. My pants. Fine. I need my pants. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, there's a card you can take that I'm just going to cancel immediately. Right. right. Or, or just like, yeah, try and use that card. Like, it'll be yeah. declined. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh no you're taking all five dollars of my bank account yeah you want my fucking student loans while you're at it like come on um yeah take my debt please <laughs> all 
Uh, what is- that's cool. That's a it's a regular gig now. Like you're in there, Vinny. Yeah, I plan to be a lifer. That's it for my job search. Hopefully, oh, I'm yeah. a part of a union now, so it's gonna be real hard to fire me. Is there um, other stuff that you have to do, like in between, like checking people in, like like side work, so to speak? Yeah, um, we build folders, which takes like maybe three minutes tops per folder. Uh, we switch out the DVDs to other movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, what, like what? when really easy stuff. Yeah, when the job was offered to me, uh, the lady was kind of like. Uh, She's like, yeah, you know, we're part of CVS or CFS, but to be honest, it's a real cush job. And I was like, like, so what do you want to watch? Land Before Time or (laughs) Oliver and Company? Yeah, we've been on a real um, DreamWorks pick. So we've been been doing Shark Tale, Madagascar. We did (laughs) B-Movie. Isn't B-Movie a woman falls in love with a bee? That's yeah, I yeah. Don't think the protagonist of that movie should Jerry, have been a woman. Jerry, Jerry Beefeld. Well, yeah, because because Jerry Beefeld should have been a drone. He just should have been a sector. Not to mention he consummates. Yeah, that's uh, what's Dan. Too. Anybody? No. <laughs> uh, uh, who's uh the. Woody Allen. Woody Allen's in B movie. Oh, is really? he? Yeah. I know he's in Ants. He's the star, but yeah, yeah. Wait, I, what? I can't he's ants. in Ants. It was like it was like somebody saw the script for A Bug's Life and was like, "Me too," and then I made ants, a movie. But, but Woody Allen is the main character. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's like, I'm an ant, and I just, like, yeah. I feel like I have to go along with, you know, the the colony, but I'm trying to, like, you know, (laughs) find my own path going through my life. I'm trying to find little larva to sleep with. (laughs) I was going to go there, yeah. Beat me to it. Beat me to it. (laughs) Beat you to it. I'm just a simple ant man that loves my daughter. <laughs> Adopted. Come on. Still weird. Still weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I know. Hot take. <laughs> and that's what was weird about it. Not that she is a literal child. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all of it. I mean, the, it's I like when you if you put that up in a, a spectrum of like, yeah, he was had to be in his forties, and she yeah. was like eighteen, and then the Dane Cook, yeah, did that just come out? I've oh been a lot of memes about that. Yeah, Dane Cook involved with a younger woman as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like just, in his forties, and I think he just married an eighteen-year-old or something. No. Yeah, he's, I think they just got engaged, yeah. and he, they were friends for a while before they started dating. Uh, like, mm, the Dane Cook approach, super. Mm. Yeah, that reflects really well considering his his role in waiting and. <laughs> Was he in waiting? He was. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. The, he's like yeah. the main. Oh, that guy. was. I'm sorry. I, oh, I, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is the guy. That's no. Like, 
Oh, Dane you know Cook's what? in there. He's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's in there, but he's not the guy that's like, you know what, this one time, yeah. so my character has an arc, mm-hmm. I'll not fuck you before you're 18. I can right. wait two weeks. His, his character Collapse does for spread the fucking... his testicles and show them to other co-workers, though. <laughs> the fucking, yeah. It's such a terrible movie. Nah. I, so, my dad managed a Bennigan's and he was like, it's like somebody worked at a Bennigan's in 1979. Like, the, all this and shit, like the harassment, it. all the stuff is like, I mean, it, it's lifted directly from like the toxic restaurant environment that pretty much is still active now. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's restaurants out there where it's like, yeah, the manager showed me his dick today, but I got to make my money, you know, like that. Uh, it, it has to exist. But um, yeah, especially back Leon, then. Leon yeah, Liam well, wants to know how, how realistic the bear is. What's that new effect? Oh, um, pretty accurate. I mean, if like, so, and Chris could speak on this more. Um, I mean, a lot of the little nuances, the drinking out of court containers, the like, yes, chef like that. So we've experienced that because our, uh, uh, like the owner of all the restaurants is a French trained like chef. And there's a little bit of element to that. So it, it is like if if somebody that was like hardcore into like, I this is the tactic. We're talking about the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, Chris is back. It's catching um, up, Chris. But so I I thought it was it, it's pretty, pretty accurate as far as like restaurant life and culture, especially if you took that. I mean, we don't crush up fucking um what what was it like Vicodin and put it in lemonade and serve it to kids like that. I love that it has like little outlandish bits, but um, <laughs> as far as how a kitchen runs and if somebody was to step into a small restaurant that didn't operate that way and was like, we're going to run this like a fucking like traditional restaurant, hundred percent. Like that's pretty much how it would go down. I don't know, Chris, how do you, how do you feel about it? Oh shit, Chris is frozen. Oh, there you are. Uh, He's moving. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Can you hear me? All right, cool. My internet went out. Uh, About the bear? The bear's good, man. It's got some Some attention to detail is dope. Yeah. I I can't bring myself to watch it because of like working in kitchens for so long and stuff. I never felt like a serious like a kitchen's a plate a setting for a serious drama and so, like my nerves about pretty much every like portrayal of the restaurant industry film and tv is it's always like high concept drama stuff i'm like that's never what it was like working in a kitchen even when i worked at like you're saying like a french style like you have to know technique and everything it, it was always more laid back than that like in the set like no one was ever going through shit like that because it was more about the job than it was our personal lives right no 100 percent. but they couldn't make a show of just like the stakes are low and uh everybody's well that's why i've I've always wanted to nine need the chicken uh, cordon bleu and they're not happy like a comedy sitcom in a kitchen like Seinfeld-esque 
I think would work really well, and no one's ever tried doing that. Have you seen the whites? Taking a light approach to it and show, like, the fun and the camaraderie that it is, like, when you work in the food industry. Yeah. Chris is right. And all the whites does a little bit better of a job where it's like everybody's personal life is like pretty low end. I mean, obviously there's like some dramatic shit that's like this. It, it almost reminds me, you know what that, uh, uh, what's, um, I'm a, not, is it called Amadeus? The Mozart uh, movie. Yeah. The Mozart movie where it's like Solieri <laughs> yeah. is like, or how do you say his name? Salieri. Salieri. Yeah. Salieri is just like, Hey, what? All right. Yeah, it's one of my favorite <laughs> Philip, movies. It's Philip not has historically it on accurate him. at all, but the director's cut is a it's an awesome three and a half hour movie. Well, so, you gotta write a story. Um, but I love yeah, that he's you just need like, drama. fuck this guy. Yeah. And uh yeah, like, that Whites has that element where it's a sous chef and just a drunken asshole chef. And like the main character is the Sioux, right, Chris? I love that I was able to on pull the that on the whites. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the main character is the uh, is the head chef. I'm about to uh, yeah. I kind of got the uh, like the Sue is more <laughs> interesting. He has that like dynamic of just like this guy's an idiot and I do everything for him, which I related to in the restaurant industry. <laughs> Not to um, nullify skip your uh, your critique, but I I feel like you could probably say that about every tv show drama whatever the setting is whether it's one of those doctor shows or the the, the cop procedurals or you but know, people whatever. have people have made shows from the more like comedy end of the spectrum less serious versions of all of those there's not really Scrubs. many shows that you watch setting is a kitchen and the story is more fun and light. Yeah. Well, I, we just need to write it then. I think maybe you don't do it if it's like a B plot, like like Roseanne worked at a diner and you go there every once in a while. Maybe it's not every episode drama level. Well, yeah. I mean, there's relationships and weird shit that goes on in restaurants yeah. anyway that you could, like The Office, like made, yeah. like, but when where is my Stanley? I work in a fucking office, and so like where you know I I don't know. <laughs> well, just it, it is heightened TV show, whether it's like it, comedy or even drama. It's like, like we have like the focus life. isn't about like what they're actually doing and whatever you know the company is. It's always about like the interpersonal relationship because that that's what makes a story, not whether like they're gonna sell you know ten thousand reams of paper or like. They, they satisfied the customers at table number nine or whatever. And like the chef got a complimentary, like, like, I'm so happy that like, I'm going to tip my, my waiter. And I also, I'd like to see the cook mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's just like, they focus on, they, they make it so that like the people that work at whatever place, like their personal lives are tied closer than like, it just happens that they work there or like they work there and like, but their personal lives are tied super close together. Where like, honestly, I like the people that I work with. And like when we hang out and like our social events that we do that are like work tied, like it's, you know, it's a work function, 
but it's like our year-end party or it's our Christmas party or whatever. Yeah. But like the day-to-day -day stuff, I'm not like going up to my guy and I'm like, you know, there's not like the super high drama happening in between like our personal lives while we're at work. Yeah. It's not a thing that super happens in most people's cases. So it's just a weird thing that TV does because you need a story. So and nobody not... cares about how many like showers you sell if you work at like a plumbing shop or like that's one of my favorite parts of community and um it's always sunny it's just the setting is the setting like they there's a few episodes where they actually work the bar but that's like the joke of the whole episode um, right it's like hey we're actually like tending like the episode where like <clears throat> yeah we're peaking up or like how matt got fat the right. whole premise of like the beginning of, or like the story that Mac is telling is that like we're well, actually really we're doing really good with the bar. We should actually like tend the bar. Right. The one that I think of too is uh where Charlie has to deal with the health inspector. Like <laughs> that shit is oh yeah, that's hilarious. A good one. But like, all right, so Skip, you were saying something and it was chopping up, and then also Liam said scrubs. I want to, I want to, I want to hear those opinions. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, Scrubs is heralded as like a very realistic, or like the closest they could get to realistic, like medical students and stuff. Like, they had a guy consulting that was a doctor, being like, "Yeah, we'll talk about this and stuff." But so they tried to be as accurate. They kept it more character drama. He, um, so like that's held as one of those like realistic medical industry shows, you know. And then Scrubs is a good mix of like comedy and drama too. Or like right. not yeah, drama that's what per I'm se, saying. but it's like, like like the bear where it's something where it's it's the drama. it's the wire in the kitchen. Like right. there's comedy there's, in there though. When I, I want to see like scrubs in the kitchen, there's comedy in the wire too. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But yeah. like the the lesson of that show is that it's supposed to be the same thing with the Bradley Cooper movie where he's a chef. Like that's kind of the first one where I was like this is telling like a really good dramatic story but being someone who like works in the food industry and loves it that's not exactly how i think it should be strictly portrayed as that like i want to see the good Some, times too and stuff like somebody throw to, a fucking pie yeah <laughs> we, we used to have like after hours parties and shit like our little parties or like any anybody's birthday we would like at the end of the night the restaurant would shut down some of us if we had worked like the morning shift would come in and cook dinner for everyone and then we would just get trashed at the fucking bar with the restaurant closed and have like ragers there because we could mm -hmm. see maybe that's like, something i never cooks are all fucking smoked like, out everyone that works in the bar is on coke <laughs> so like a thing that that i saw when i First saw waiting for the first time like maybe a year and a half ago was at that least in, like the lighthearted and drama like it's co-worker drama but also they're just kind of bullshitting with each other and the, the camaraderie like did Wait, waiting do a decent enough job are you waiting saying, oh waiting yeah, yeah yeah oh waiting did a good job but you could do it in a different way with a different story too and more right. woke right well, yeah all that stuff but like it it, it did capture the problem inter-character drama and camaraderie yeah yeah i guess i never think about that movie until right now when we were talking about it 
but a series. Let's so that was, like, were, they were oh, yeah. I mean, like, also another good them doing that like a restaurant movie and it working in a uh, comedy sense is the broken lizard guys made a uh, slam and salmon. Yeah. Slam and salmon. Oh, I never caught that. I seen it much. <laughs> That's like it's slam, and slam and salmon is uh super troopers but meets waiting. Yeah. So is it is it the broken lizard guys doing like a <laughs> like a like a seafood restaurant in Alaska? It's like Alaska. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the broken lizard guys in a fancy restaurant, and they have to like yeah. get the most customers in like the lottery. Like it's still really silly. See, I haven't seen I it in years. Though. Hell, I love that. I just honestly, Michael Clark Duncan's in it. Really? It's yeah. one of the weaker. <laughs> I'll say it's one of the weaker broken lizard movies. Yeah, mm, yeah. you could say <laughs> Club Dread. I think it goes Club yeah. Dread, Slam and Salmon. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Oh, here, here it gets contentious. Where do you put uh, beer fest? Where do you put no super, super troopers beer fest? Beer Thank fest you. is beer just fest like a top. weird feel good. Yeah, really. Beer fest is fun to watch. It's like, yes. beer fest is something else. <laughs> and I love, I love. Don't get me wrong, I love super troopers. Super troopers. But the rewatchability. The rewatchability of Beer Fest is like, do you want to get drunk and pretend you're with a bunch of your friends? All right. Every I will, no. I will concede that Beer Fest has the single best quotable one-liner of any of their movies. Fans across America. I was playing ping pong and ding dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he starts telling the it's, story. It's just a funny fucking line. The jokes I, per minute in Beer Fest is like top notch. I, I made my girlfriend watch Beer Fest recently for her first time, and she absolutely loved it. She was just like, I can't believe I've never seen this movie before. I was like, I love it. Yeah. Like, Two things you- in, in Beer Fest that kind of cringy to me that make me put Super Troopers above it. Steve Lemmy's Jewish guy accent. And then the fact that, um, um, God damn it, I forget his real name, um, or I'd use it. The guy that plays Farva. Farva. Uh, you can just say Farva. There's Farva. no judgment. I don't know. But in Beer Fest, like he dies, Kevin and then Hep- like comes. Kevin Hep- yeah, that's Kevin so Heffernan. No, not Kevin Heffernan. Yeah, that's his name. Oh, I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, when, when he dies for the sake of, like, just story structure. Right. And then, like, his twin brother shows up, and he's like, I prefer if you just call me the same. Landfill. Dude, when I watched Landfill. that, when I, I watched like, that recently, I was what? dying laughing when he came <laughs> so, back. Yeah. No, it, yeah. I thought it was kind of overly silly. Like, it kind of broke it a little bit for me. Uh, could, my favorite scene is the, the scene with the puppet. Popo or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. It's so frustrating. It's so it's frustrating. frustrating. I think that inspired uh uh the fucking what's the stupid bit? Um a bad time. That one. Forrest <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Leachman. But the uh, well to counter Philip, the most quotable of all the broken lizard is enhanced. In here, that's also very, very good. 
probably a close God damn it, just print the thing, Thorny. Uh, I do like when he's like, sorry about the powdered sugar. The the lice hate the sugar. And he's like, it's delicious. <laughs> that, so weird. I, my favorite line is from that same scene, but it's before when they're throwing the sugar on and one of the background voices that they like put in afterwards is the guy just, how's the view from Sugar Mountain, bitch? <laughs> oh, hey, ADR, yeah, and it's fucking it's the most like you never catch it but when you do did you guys see the sequel i never saw super troopers 2 nope. i actually no i have not either oh yeah they go up to canada or something yeah i didn't want to be disappointed i didn't hear as much but... I, I could never bring myself to download crackle mm. Crackle? They go up to Canada, I think, in that one. There was some yeah, it's I like, feel like uh, I watched mounting... it, but I don't remember it, which is not a good sign. I mean, I mean, there's some right, good ones Bev. in Super Troopers, as far as quotes. Uh, I mean, there's glittering in, glittering in. Steve Lemmy, Kevin Heffernan have uh, a duo stand-up special that they did that's really fucking good. It is very funny. It's called Fat Man and, and Little Guy or something like that. It's hilarious. It's they're not actually even standing; they're sitting on stools. I was like, that's what right. got me kind of like deeper into them, I think. And then, and quick inner point. I I was confused yeah. on Kevin James. You know, it is Kevin Heffernan, but my mind was like, is Kevin James. I Kevin James wishes he could be. <laughs> he does. He does. Any- he does. Have y'all watched Tacoma PD? Yeah. Tacoma FD? Yeah. yeah. Fire Department one? No, I have. Is that the new show you've been talking about that, that's got um, Dana in it? That's a Brickleberry Paradise PD? Type yeah, that's Paradise PD. Paradise. Yeah. I do enjoy Paradise PD. Yeah. Um, Tacoma FD is the Broken Lizard TV show. Oh. No, like, I have not. It, it's really good. Yeah. Where's it showing? I don't remember. What it's, on, it's on like one of HBO? those shows where you're like, ah. how do they have like... I don't know why I asked. I don't, I don't have anything now. I actually it's on like True network. TV or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it baffles me how much good stuff is on FX every once in a while. I remember like, oh yeah, FX has some top tier television and I don't know when that happened. <clears throat> like, just mm. Something happened and FX started having really good TV. Well, probably like, like... Think, I mean, honestly, that probably started way back when they did. Uh, Nip Tuck was very popular. Oh, yeah. Um, but see, I, I categorize Nip Tuck with like the heyday of USA, like those types of shows that I wouldn't be bothered with. If that makes sense. Hey, man. Sure. Burnout Burn um, is one of the best shows ever fucking made. I, I think watched it for uh, a long time, and then I stopped because it all just felt real samey. Wasn't um, wasn't Sunny? A, maybe not originally was... on FX, but like eventually yeah. they got brought over there. No, I think I it, it was, was always. Pretty... Yeah, they were always it... on FX. Yeah, yeah. So that probably probably be about the time when like you could say that FX started making pretty good TV shows then. Because yeah. Sunny was really weird when Sunny came out because the the marketing was all for like people in their 20s and stuff 
And so when I was like in high school and watching Sonny, no one else was watching it at school. And I was like, you guys don't understand. Like the funniest show on TV exists is is on fx and it's here fucking watch it trust me and then everyone was like oh yeah this is fucking funny as hell yeah yeah because like legit you're the worst archer like the latter seasons or no i think it's always been archer right yeah archer has always been on fx yeah archer has always been on fx um atlanta was like their prestige, kind of their prestige show. Oh, Eric and Forrest were um, ladder, the shadows, not ladder 490. What was the uh, Rescue Me? The rescue Me. Uh, I'm a Rescue Me fan. I, I stand by Rescue Me. Oh, it's yeah. been a long time. American like Horror Story and It's Always Sunny are like the two longest running programs on their network. Mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny is dope. Yeah, I like their podcast. Oh, yeah. like, Every time somebody mentions it, I just, I was like, yeah, I should fucking add that to the Rolodex of podcasts to listen to. And like, I always forget about it like 10 minutes later. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't started it. I feel like it's going to be like the TV show where it's gone on for so long that I'm just like, I don't want to catch up to all of it. Mm. Yeah, just start from where you are now and go forward. Yeah, that's it's the beauty material, of it. Is can... it's just Glenn Howerton and like Charlie Day and uh rob mcgillany like they just hang out and talk right well they kind of do the format of episode by episode but it's loosely Uh, like if they want to go off on a tangent it's it's not the kind of show where like like i can't stand listening to um office ladies because it's like very like if we're going if we go on a tangent it's 30 seconds you know or something like that and then we got to go back and like there's heavy editing and shit like that and uh, yeah. this the uh, Always Sunny podcast, I feel like they do it live too. So like, I think if you're a <clears throat> like Patreon or some shit, you can watch it live. So like, it's pretty unedited, just them bullshitting. One time, I was it? very impressed. In a 45 minute show, they did like five shots each, and it was like, all right, like these guys, that's impressive. Yeah, so I don't know. Is it, do you think it's like a more accessible version of Safe Space? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, probably, you know, the fans of their show are like, I will listen to these guys just bullshit. So, but they do have the it's theme not, of the episode. It's not like right. is it serial though. There's still like, a level of effort from episode to episode. Like, could you just yep. start? Like, could I just start today and? You could you could go. I think they're. I don't. I haven't listened in a long time, but I think they have to be up to season three. So you could be like, I want to go listen to the episode about this episode of that show, and then uh, you know, like, so you you could cherry pick, like, I like this episode, so I want to hear what they have to say about it, you know, and then if you like you it, get the reference um, of whatever's going on. Yeah. Did. Did uh, Chris or Paul, did either of you guys watch the um, Kevin Smith Hall H San Diego Comic-Con panel? I did not. Is uh, it good? I mean, it's pretty, I cried like three times uh, watching it all fucking mushy be on it. Because like, yeah. he but, um, does he mention his heart attack a lot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, every I, as he, he should. Him, he has to. He <laughs> should. But I'm I'm excited for for Clerks three like a lot. Same. Me too. 
Did Kevin Smith have a heart attack recently? He had already had maybe four years ago now. Years? I'm getting meta with it. I'm so excited. Yeah, like four years. He had his heart attack. Um, and then he, he he had his heart attack during his comedy special, and yeah, then the oh, next no. did after that was Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and then Clerks. I never watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but it's so good. I'm really I'm really excited for Clerks three. That trailer made me really the same plot like, is... just hit me the right nostalgia. Yeah, is is the reboot the same plot as the original? Kind of. Yeah. It's like close enough to be the same movie, and that's the joke. The joke is that it's the same plot, right? It's but a reboot. It has differences. Yeah, and it's like you know how it reboots the same but worse, and that's the whole joke of the movie. Because <laughs> yeah, I've always kind of wondered like what the point was. Yeah, it's uh, good. I it, guess I'd have to. His heart attack I'd... made it so like. When he went to go make that movie, he was able to literally call up everyone that's ever been in his movies and be like, hey, I had a heart attack. Come make my new movie. And everyone showed up. Like They were like, well, I guess I gotta. Yeah. But then what's cool about Or the they're probably like, or I want to because I love Kevin and like you know, we have yeah. fun together on set and like his movies that's, are fun. It, that's how I feel Clerks 3 is now is like they got <laughs> the the girl that was in the original clerks to come back and play a role marilyn yeah dude we met her i i uh so we went the drunk on disney party um like jeff anderson randall yeah dante uh uh brian o'halloran and marilyn veronica um they were all there just like so it, it was not like a, a like booth signing situation. It was more like we're all at a bar watching a comedy show. And then they would go up for panels. And for whatever reason, like we were standing in the back at tables and they just would like come back to our table. So it was like, hey, how's it going? And like got to shoot the shit with them. And that was pretty cool. And uh, that's pretty awesome. Towards the end of the night, I was like to Maryland. <laughs> I was like, all right, so even in the commercial for clerks uh there's a scene where like you're like do you think anybody can see us down here and then brian says why do you want to have sex and then you're like can we and that audio clip like triggered something into my brain and like that that was like an awakening for me i guess like sexually (laughs) and i'm telling her this like i like i'm drunk telling this directly to her and then i very quickly became aware that she was like "Uh uh-huh and i was like thank you and just walked away (laughs) she she was one of the things that made me cry when i was watching the kevin smith comic-con panel was like he compliments her on her performance in clerks three and she starts bawling Oh really? And, oh, I, just, I just fucking lost it. I was like, "Oh my god, that is the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> Dude, she's so super she cool. Yeah, and apparently gives the best performance of the whole movie. Thanks. Like he, he says that he wrote her scenes in with the intention of like, "We're do- we're just gonna shoot this stuff. If it doesn't make it in the movie, then whatever. Like we'll just." 
get like an idea of what we can do and then she shows up and acts her ass off and he's like well i can't take any of these scenes out now like this is the best part of the whole film i have a question some of you guys might know because like uh i know when, when when kevin smith made clerks it was almost like like one step above like student film sort of thing very low production so he like grabs like people from um like you know his personal theaters. life and stuff yeah. in local theaters and stuff to like to be in it has she done like has she stayed an actor apart from the kevin smith stuff and like done other stuff yeah you know which one of us knows this what she's she's been trying to and stuff but i don't think a lot of people have like given her a chance but she's the, like that's what she says during the comic-con panel is that like she's been working her ass off to be taken seriously and then she shows up and kevin's like oh like you gave the best performance and she was like that's the most heartwarming because that's yeah. what i've been working at for all these years and have been kind of pigeonholed into this like people don't really take me that serious yeah i only asked because i know like um who's the guy randall jason uh oh, jeff yeah. anderson jeff, jeff is jason it it's anderson. not jeff anderson is it is it jeff anderson I know he's not really an actor. Like he does, okay. I don't think he's actually done <clears throat> really he anything. Was in back in here make a porno. That's true. That's true. Like he did that actor. for sure. Yes. But like, you know, he, directed, not, he doesn't want to act. He wants to make movies. Right. He's not trying to like. Yeah. He even after Clerk, I don't think he was trying to like. You know, be a, a full time actor. So I was just curious if. Uh, the person yeah, I want is, to see more of it is, Jeff is um, Joey Lorraine Adams. Yeah. I feel like she kind of got screwed over. Uh, not being Veronica, but what's the... Which... Wait, who? That's who, should do a, that's who should do a kitchen comedy, though. Fucking Kevin Smith, like, take that same humor... Like that, take Randall and put him in a kitchen, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, right. Put him in movies, you know? I'm saying, like... A... <laughs> Clerks in a kitchen be a great premise. Yeah. Right. And just like just constantly shit talking food from you. Um Joey Lorraine Adams was the girl from she was in Chasing oh. Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, she's on Big Daddy. She, she's in Big Daddy, right? But I yeah, think I like everybody think she was she also got, like, on like Felicity or like Dawson's Creek or something too. Like but she always got like all the reviews of everything she was in was like, yeah, but I don't like her voice. And I was like, I thought her voice was fine. Like, I really had no problem with it. Oh, that was a sexual thing for me was seeing her <laughs> in the mall rats VHS. Boom. Yeah. 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 Slipping on uh, panties off and on underneath her skirt. Like, I can't go into the changing rooms. Herbert's everywhere. Right. Yeah. When I, when I Jason stole leaving, that, like, damn, yeah, this woman's store is giving me a mean like, heart on. Oh. Oh God! Wait. Yeah, no, I always liked her, and I think she should have done. I mean, Big Daddy was kind of a big movie, but then like not much has happened since. And I was always kind of disappointed in it. I think people I like, confuse her for Renee Zellweger. I hmm? could see that absolutely. Yeah. Not Jennifer Tilly. Not Jennifer Tilly. Wait, hold on. Where's my phone? 
because Jennifer Tilly's also that like that actress with this like the uh, like very distinct voice. I think probably like just based on facial features, Renee Zellweger <laughs> is a good match. Maybe yeah. not on voice, but yeah, I get her confused. I can get Joy Lauren Adams and Jennifer Tilly confused, but Jennifer Tilly's like a poker player, which I always thought's really cool. Oh yeah. Hmm? I think she's a milf. She's bride of Chucky. Yeah. Yes. She was and a liar, she... liar. Liar, liar. Yep, liar, liar. Joe's wife on Family Guy. Yes. All right. I'm. All right. I'll stop. We were also talking, uh, me and Vanessa were talking about Jennifer Coolidge. I, I think Jennifer Coolidge is fantastic, and I want her to just do so much more. Like, she's done good voice work, and not as, like, the, mm -hmm. the Stifler's mom stuff, you know? Yeah, Liam was talking about how he really wants her to do, like, a, a role different than other roles, and I told him that in Promising Young Woman, she subverts all the roles that she's ever been given, and she's, like, the concerned, conservative, like, dark-haired mother. Which I what, think is really interesting for her. What's that one called? Promising Young Woman. Her 10 lines on Rick and Morty were good. What was um, she on was Rick and Morty? She was um, the alien falls the, in love with. The yes. hello. On her elbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Hello. Yeah. Rip, like, Rick, what the fuck? We're not supposed to have any attachments. <laughs> Calm down, Summer. That was a weird one just because a grandpa and his uh, granddaughter, granddaughter just go right. on a like sex romp. A, a fuck tour. Yeah. Intergalactic. A fuck tour of dying planet. <laughs> Apocalypse fuck tour. Yeah. I do love I think it's different partners. Yeah. I think it's, it, it, it's it can't, I don't know if it's Ray Romano, but the guy sounded like Ray Romano. The, the, no, the, the father uh, and son. There was number 24. That's, no, that's the. Um, I, I can't think of his fucking name. He was on an episode of Harmontown, and uh, he was in Seinfeld as well. He was oh, a writer. I just listened to that one. What's that dude's uh, fucking name? Gary something, maybe. I, well, I can't fucking think of his name right now. Okay. But you know who I'm talking about when I say the word. It sounds like yes. Ray Romano. Like, yes. He sounds like Ray so Romano, close. but a little whinier. It's like if Ray Romano and Woody Allen, but bam, <laughs> you know, like it. I, uh, Gary, what? Hold on. I just, yeah, I literally was... just listened to that one. But that was my favorite bit where it was the him and his dad are fucking, and it's like, we're going to die anyways. And then they don't die. And I honestly would be so pissed if you told me I was going to die tomorrow and I lived. I would like be livid if right. that happened. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a writer on Seinfeld. Was he on any of the Harmontown episodes? Yeah, that's what we were saying. That's what Paul just listened to that one. He tells like a story about doing mushrooms on his 50th birthday or something. Yeah. Um, who is that? I think uh, I'm literally in... listening to that one right now. Because he's in Dumb and Dumber. He's the guy who's like, get off the phone. Get off at the phone booth and the oh, that, like, punches yeah. him through. I listened to that one fairly fairly recently too because it's one of the few Harmontowns I have saved to my like 
music library. Hold on. I'm surprised you guys re-listen to Highland Town. This I, is my first listen. I haven't oh, done okay. it in a long time. I only actually have saved like a couple of episodes. I'm re-listening to just the D&D segments. That's usually all I'll do. Is there anywhere where they just edit it? Because that would be cool. Yeah. No, there are YouTube videos for just the D&D segments. Nice. And it's it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. I I remember the first time I heard Sharpie dies, like when they're doing the D&D with the giant and like God, Dan's just really drunk and argumentative, and Jeff's like, "What the fuck's happening?" Uh, hey, I, I was don't... literally on the floor laughing. Hey, Paul, what's uh, what's the episode you're current currently listening Ooh. to? Your description Paul. of a birthday cake, or your description of a birthday would make Kurt Vonnegut want to kill himself. Would make Kurt Vonnegut, yeah, yeah, yeah. would make yeah, Vonnegut, would make Vonnegut, Vonnegut want to kill himself. Yeah, I'm that's the one I have. Get the saved. details. It's uh, Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller. Fred Stoller. Hold on, let me. See. I win. Yeah, that's him. I win. Everybody loves Raymond. He's right on Seinfeld. And he talked about being on Seinfeld and like he wouldn't name who the like senior writer was, but he would say that there was a senior writer on the show that would like always be like critiquing his shit or like giving him bad advice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he thought of him as like a mentor, but then wait, where's Larry David? We lost Skip. The only senior writer on Seinfeld. (laughs) Well, he does like go off on Larry David as well. Um, oh, skip. But the funny, the the best part of the episode so far, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but he like tells this story about Dan Harmon where he's like, "Yeah, I hung out with you, and you were just like awful. Like you like went around and were like, hey, you want to fuck? Like to like just like very like blatant. Like they were on a nature walk, and 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 you asked like you asked every woman in the bar, right? You want to fuck and i and i sat back and i and i watched you do that and was just amazed at like your, <laughs> your the determination that you had you if you heard a no you just moved right on and i found that very admirable to that extent but you can tell that Harmon is like kind of embarrassed about the story like, like also like i kind of don't even remember that but also if i did that oy. Yeah, I think that's when, like, 2018. So, like, after the um, yeah, the writer, yeah, 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 the Me Too, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah, there were like podcasts, like NPR podcasts and think pieces about like his response to like his apology to that being like, this is an apology. (laughs) It's like, right, nobody, nobody else who's been Me Too has ever apologized. In a way, like Dan Harmon has. Yeah. No, his uh, Megan, Megan's her name, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Posted a, a tweet that was like, never thought I'd say this, but please listen to the first nine minutes of my abuser's podcast. Um, and, uh, 
she pretty much showruns, if not is just the main showrunner for It's Always Sunny now. Like she was working on it back oh, really? then. Yeah, but now she's like the lead. Like all the newest episodes, if you look at them, uh, she's the she's the head writer and everything. That's um, fucking cool. But also his like whole allegation thing, if you listen to the episodes surrounding that, like leading up to it when yes, when the social lexicon starts talking about that stuff more, he literally describes the situation that he was putting her through multiple times yeah. like verbatim as bad scenarios because they like wearing on he kind of says it in the apology like i wasn't thinking about it and then i feel like there was subconscious guilt where he brought it up quite a bit before she ever said anything about it dude there's some things that he says where like i think jeff is like uh, but you couldn't get canceled. And he's like, oh, yeah. Or something like it's there's <laughs> definitely some moments where you're just like, oh, I've got some skeleton. I know what's you know, about you know to happen. Know. Yeah. Well, he always talks about making young women writers feel like they'll never be able to move up in the writing world without banging their boss. Mm -hmm. And like I, the interesting part is like what what that does to you psychologically where you're like am i actually a good writer or is this just yeah you know they gotta meet a quota this guy is gonna take advantage of the situation and i'm i'm a willing participant you know or or maybe not you know yeah it's just weird but that's i think that's fucking everywhere dude like i think like i you know previous jobs that i've had it's like even in, as simple as like a bar, that's the most obvious place where it's like a, a bartender flirts with the manager. She gets all the good shifts. She can just fuck around and smoke cigarettes and shit like that. And like, I don't, I know that sounds sexist too. I could do it. I could like, you know, it, it just works that way. If he was gay. No, I... <laughs> Bad an eyelash at him. See what yeah. happens. Um, I like that. It just stays the dude is in charge the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't that's, switch. That's... You don't change horses in the middle of a right. story. Uh, but no, I, yeah, weird. Um, I'm gonna watch Dune tonight. Have you guys really? seen a new Dune movie? Make it, yeah, dude. part one. Make a good time. Oh, so make a Dune. No, I got through one episode, but I never returned. Um, but have you guys seen it? Wait, so it's just part one, so there's gonna be another movie. Yeah. At the end, no. is he's like, "I'm gonna ride the moon, the sandworm." See, if you were more active in the Night Society, Paul, you would have been able to like join in on a group watch. That I'm an old man. Like I had to spend 20 minutes on the phone with Spectrum to get my internet set up. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it was a good time. It's it, it feels like you're watching like an old '70s sci-fi movie in that it's like, it has like that more like that detail with atmosphere more so than exposition. Mm -hmm. You know, like how like in Blade Runner, it's like a lot of like oh, reading a headline in a newspaper as it passes by yeah. gives you kind of the lay of the land. The person that recommended it to me said the aesthetic of the movie was the best part. 
So yeah, it's very I'm nice. Lo- looking forward I mean, to it. Yeah, I like the first one. Even yeah, me too. You know, yeah, like even though David Lynch hates it, I like yeah. it. Like yeah. it's fun for what it you know what it is. Who um, hates it? The guy David Lynch. It. The guy who directed it. Because there's like three subgroups of Dune fans. There's Dune fans that like love the movie. There's Dune fans that absolutely reject the movie. Yeah. And then I forgot what there's people that like have not read Dune, but you know, don't give a shit. And then that then there's the poser dune fan i don't i don't care enough yeah. that like i've read the book and i have a strong opinion about david lynch's version of the movie um but i've like, read the book and i still love david lynch's fucking version man like other people chris are is, like chris is the perfect fan then yeah it's of its I, time the thing that's all which, totally the, I, dude. Well, I guess it probably because David Lynch's whole thing was like to to see if it works. There's like oh, studio funny. like interloping yeah. like, um, what he was doing theatrical release. So like there's there's multiple versions of it and the one that they released to theaters he was not pleased with like what the studio made him do so he used the pseudonym as director and um, I don't know how he feels about some of the other releases that have happened, but because I'm I'm not that deep into it. But um, the one that I've watched that is like quote unquote the director's cut is it's fun. Nice. You know? Well, the thing. Oh, David exactly. Fincher. Um, David Fincher hates. Uh, what's it called? No, he hates uh, how America. He, he hates American History X. Oh yeah, really? Like he wasn't happy with like the American History X. I don't yeah. know. I think he wanted maybe a sadder ending. Oh, because um, oh, because Edward Norton's character sadder? was supposed to like yeah. Edward More Norton's character was supposed is. to like go back into being in the in lo- in like a skinhead. Like it was oh. supposed to be like he reacts to his son getting his brother. Like the murder of his brother, and he's supposed to go back into the life. And I think like they stopped him from doing that, and so he's like disowned the movie. Wait, so no, 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 no. Edward Norton gets like, killed. Oh, What's the actor, the Terminator kid? No, no, no. What's no, no. Terminator? Edward Furlong gets killed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Edward, Edward Norton. Okay, that's right. That's right. So school. yeah, yeah. He's Terminator gets killed, her. and then. Just- because yeah. he's being an asshole because he's well that's implied it. i mean with the ending it's just like so the cycle continues like that's i don't that's implied I, in I the i didn't I don't get think that goes back to being a skinhead yeah no. No, I, I subscribe to him just having like just moving forward like i didn't i, I didn't always got that. from from the version that's out there i always got that it was just this is a tra- like a pure sort of like shakespearean type tragedy type of yeah. ending where even though that Edward Furlong's character or is killed, and then you know Ed Norton has come around to like grow past his his influence of being being influenced into being you know a white supremacist, but but he's no longer that. I feel like he just, I mean the the impression that I got was that he just accepts it as yeah. 
a tragic event, but I, I never, I never once actually like watching it assumed that he would go back into the cycle of joining the, the Nazis. I always thought it was cliffhanger. Like I always thought that that was implied that that is a possibility. Like, so this happens. And then what is this character to do? There's multiple paths. And like, I, I always at the end of that movie thought a hundred percent, there is a possibility that this person is just going to let this fester in their mind again and then go right back into. And that was like the trap. That was the more tragic part of that movie is that it's like, just the world is fucked up. And, and honestly, a, a reason why it's not like, let's revisit American. Like I saw it once or twice and that yeah. was like, you know, I don't yeah. want to watch it's, it. Anymore. It's not a super fun movie to watch, right. honestly. Well, that's interesting to hear that because yeah, my, my thought was always that like he would be that, that he is super distraught that like he could not reach because because through the entire movie, through the current, you know, like I'm out of jail times, he's he's quickly trying to to deprogram his own little brother. Right. Who, while he has been in in prison, has been programmed by his former friend and the people around him he's trying to immediately get him out of that shit i wouldn't think that like just because he was murdered by an african-american kid in his school that he would immediately go back to racism he would probably don't know he was from africa no i'm sorry (laughs) you can say like i just say black like i don't know i think that's appropriate all right fine (laughs) i my thought was that would be that it's it's a it's a hard hitting moment for him, but like I would not expect that like after his his revival out of white supremacy that he would immediately go back into. I mean, he would yeah. probably double no, down you harder. Hope not. Prob- like I thought probably, that was the beauty of the ending. Is like I hope well, not. I, thought, I but... think that was well until I heard that there was a contention about the cut or the intention that that was the that 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 was the intent and it may be that like you know he would begin working with you know both sides of the community um to to try to break down these barriers of racism um it's kind of actually very disheartening to find that the original intent was that he would go back to being a white supremacist yeah it's a downer sorry chris it doesn't gonna... need to be fucking <laughs> requiem for a dream though like the yeah i hate that movie too that. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, no, it's a great movie, but like it's 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 a heartbreaker, and it's never seen it. I love the movie. I read the book, and that book is fucking awful. <laughs> Hubert Selby Jr. Literally, Requiem for a Dream has no punctuations in it throughout the entire <laughs> book. It's all oh, one. God. So it's like stream of conscious through like a a drug addict's mind. Pretty much. There's like no quotations, so it's so hard to tell when people are talking and who's talking. It is the most frustrating thing you will ever try to read. Finnegan's Wake Through the Mind of a Crackhead. Did you ever read um, the Train Spotting book? No, sadly, no. Mm-hmm. No. It's really good, but it's um, it's really hard to read because all the characters are. Uh, it's from multiple characters' perspectives. It doesn't tell you who's talking. But you, you get the hang of it because each character has their own unique slang and like bo- like style of talking. That's so right. It's like each and character it's narrates, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. each character has their own 
um, like style and like narration style. And so they get like, that's how you can sort of like, you start picking it up. It's like, it's really hard to read for a bit, but once you're like in it, you're really like, okay, that's what this is, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what makes the movie really good. Cause like each of the characters had their own unique like vocal patterns in the movie as well. You know, Begbie, you could barely understand him and stuff like that. But it's yeah. a good book actually, it's a solid book. I mean, the movie's top tier for me, but it's also a really good book. It's one of the books Liam has read. That's true, I don't read books. It's hard. I I can't get through them. Uh, I got uh, suggested on Hulu an Australian sitcom that I got absolutely sucked into and haven't been able to stop. Is it Kath and Kim? No, it's called Pack to the Rafters. Sounds sexy. <laughs> it's it's just like the most. It, what it reads is they were like, oh, we need an American style family show, kind of like in the vein of a, it, it feels like a seventh heaven meets like modern family. Yeah. Without the pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who is the pedophile? From which show? The dad in seventh heaven. Oh, really? Is he? Is that not a Maybe the character. I vaguely remember that show being on. Or I guess more the... like step by step. There we go. Instead of seven. I love that Wait a minute. I, before we move on, is that the character in the show or was that the actor? The actor who played the dad in Seventh Heaven was a pedophile. Okay. All right. His wife recorded him confessing to, I think, molesting or being attracted to minors. Okay. Yeah, the guy from Brewster's Millions, and uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yes. How and how would you? That's yeah. Good for his wife, I guess. Just being like, yeah, <laughs> you can trust me. Talk to me, and then just like, I got you, you son of a bitch. I yeah, didn't need to pin down whether it was help or an actor or like. Yeah, the maybe. show Seventh Heaven had that plot line in it, which was on a major like network tell and like I just needed to know. Because if that was true, I'd be like, holy fuck. Yeah. As, as a plot line in the TV show? Yeah, that would be like fuck. <laughs> that would have been time. the most special episode. Imagine your character getting killed off that way. Instead <laughs> going to prison. Why? <laughs> Find out tonight, you know, <laughs> Saturday night. Nice. Not il- not only is your contract ending, but right. we got bad news about your character's arc. <laughs> right. Imagine that, like, well, if you quit, we're going to write you off as a pedophile. <laughs> we're also going to defame your fucking character. Yeah. So, like, everybody will know. It's like the Australian show I'm watching. I've gotten so good at being able to predict sitcom outcomes of like mm-hmm. storylines that mm-hmm. I totally nailed one of the major <laughs> like turning points within the first two episodes. Hell yeah. I was like, oh, this character is going to die. And then sure enough, like into the second season, they kill the character off. And I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like that was low hanging fruit. I could do this. Too obvious. If I could guess who it was, I was like, I knew one of the characters had to die, and she was the most obvious. <laughs> See, 
to be fair, season one, it's grandma going, <laughs> I got the pneumonia. <laughs> no, that's what you would think. They have like a grandpa character. and You would think that the old man would be the one to die. Was it a car crash? Was he yes, driving too fast? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So good. Was it, it was like, like I, or was he they they, they backed up my entire thought process in the show? Like even before she died, there's a there's a storyline arc that happens where her and her boyfriend, who's like one of the main characters of the family, um, they start deciding to try and get pregnant. And in my head, when I was first trying to like figure out what would happen later on in the show, my thought was, oh, she's going to get pregnant and then die. She didn't even get pregnant, though. <laughs> like they killed her off before that. Uh, I'm supposed to like, let really, it clock. Leave it's clock a, it's, so it's a pretty it. good show. I love watching shows from other like English countries. Yeah. Did you ever watch Dairy Girls? Yeah, I did actually. I, I think the second season. I think the quality has gone down. The first season the, for me will always. Yeah, the first season was really fucking good. Dairy Girls. Like every episode in season one was a hit to me. Only like two episodes in season two were, were a hit to me. Yeah, Dairy Girls. It's about um, it's about like uh girls Girl in nineties Ireland Dairy. during the troubles. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it's like a little bit of a backdrop of like violence, but it's just like kind of silly fun. The pilot's really good. Like the pilot is fantastic. A little bit of goofy fun, you know, sometimes a bombing. A little bit of IRA. Right. Is it like, well, uh, like in the name of the father? Pilot. Yeah, they do talk about a bombing in the pilot. Like they were really pissed like, off because it like ruined all their commutes. In the background of like the first episode or two, there's like all of the news stuff going on of like they're like the IRA has bombed this building. Mm-hmm. It's just like it it cuts from that happening on a TV in the background to just like three teenage girls being like, "I like this boy." Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's really well done. But also, we need jobs. <laughs> and oh, holy shit! My dead dog is resurrected. Wait, there's a dog that dies and comes back to... There's a Christ dog. Is that what you said? Like a bit, yeah. So Angela's Ashes meets... There's a uh, a BBC show where um, the actor that plays Ray Purchase on Toast of London is like... And it it's like a family sitcom about the seventies, and him and his wife are like the swinger next door neighbors. Oh, yeah. They're like the Bob. He's like Bob Pinciotti of uh, yeah of, of British but, television. But it's right Ray now. Purchase. So whenever you see him, you're just like Ray bloody Ray bloody Purchase. <laughs> well, well, well. All right, I I gotta go watch Dune. I said I would do it, um, and it's nine o'clock here, and I'm I'm already a few in. It's but a three-hour movie. It's three hours. <laughs> that first half is yeah, it's Dude, long. I'm, all right, it's, so I'm already might have to like catch up from when you fell asleep yeah. tomorrow. Okay, I mean, well, but never watch a three-hour movie after oh. like dark. 
yeah. Started. Can I ask a, can I ask a hopefully quick yeah. question? Yeah. What does does Brittany hate doing the show now, or 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 what? Uh, well, I, it's not a. It can be a quick question, and it'll be a cliffhanger. But like Brittany and I are not um, a, a partnership anymore. So oh what? Yeah. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was, so we had talked about that we weren't going to be engaged and like, we were going to work on our relationship and like live together. But like, technically, like, I mean, she did say like, we need to like, kind of break this off like about a month ago. And then, um, I like just had suspicions that something was going on and then Uh like inevitably like had to like dig through her phone. And then was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, you're banging this guy from work. And uh, so, yeah, she left the house and like all this stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 huh? that buried the lead. Really tragic story. I was trying to like, well, no, I, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but you remember man, earlier um, when you were talking about the, uh, workplace drama isn't real and shit like right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris has to work. I was you. biting my tongue real hard right about that. Did you know or did you suspect anything? Uh, yeah. We uh, sus- yeah. I, as yeah. soon as she as soon as she told Paul that shit, that bullshit, I was like, You think she's fucking Winslow? And it was like yeah. I was like, yeah, I have was. to not think that. So I tricked I'm myself. So and that's uh, why Winslow's not on the show anymore, too. Uh, yeah, he's Eugene now. Like, dude, it, like what? Like uh, the biggest piece of really shit stupid. that I know. And uh, I mean, Fuck him. if you guys want to, it's John Winslow on Instagram. You could just <laughs> DM him like, hey, you're a piece of shit. Um, it's a fucking homewrecker. <laughs> well, he was married, too, man. Like, that's the whole it, like the it's whole double home of- record. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, All right. It, it, um, no, it sorry, is what it is. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I am Thank very you. Paul, and I'm sorry. I no, no, no. It- I, I appreciate it, man. Um, no, I, I, it's like, fun. I appreciate the concern. And I know you guys are like there for me if I need you. And, you know, I, I, I think I'm doing okay. It's kind of like a situation where it's like, it sucks. But like, to be honest, like there, so there was, she had to live here. So there was like five or six days where like I found out and then she was going to move out. Cause it, it, right then it was like, all right, we can't live together anymore. You know, Um, can you afford to live on your own? yeah, Yeah, it'll be tough, but I mean, it won't be the end of the world. Um, so but like that whole week I couldn't eat and I couldn't sleep. And then as soon as she left the house, it was like, okay, my appetite's back and I can fucking pass out right now. And like, that is kind of like, okay, this is the right thing that has to happen. And and it makes it easier in a way. So, but well, yeah, fuck. it is, it is what it is. Well, Paul, you know, you, you got your brother, Chris, local, but, you know, if you need any more support, you, you know, you've got us. You want to talk about this more, let's, let's meet. you got to get support <laughs> away from people that, sure. that care about you. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, and I know, like, I, we could start doing this. I mean, they don't 
have to do a, a safe space for us to do this. Like we could start doing this weekly. And I think that would be fun for me. So, I mean, yeah. and I, you I'm know, all right. 100% down to do yeah, it. If you have time great. every Saturday or a specific time. Yeah. Talk, yeah. I do miss, I miss all of you when we don't do this. Yes, exactly. That's why I was like, Hey, been listening to the show. Good yeah. show. Love you guys. Miss you guys. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we missed, you know. Um, and now that but, Brittany's and, not there, I can finally be a guest. You know, Silverman. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that was 100%. Not to be weird, but that was almost like a first thought. Like, even before. Like, I was like, all right, we got to have a guest on. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, and if I can learn how to use Discord, I do want to, like, you know, do a... a Chris, UV. Yeah. yeah, Chris has been there. You you have Go some homework. Teach you me. have to teach Paul how to use Discord a little right. bit better. You seem to be pretty savvy on it. Right. Not that well, tough. I am gonna go watch Dune. I love you all. Good luck love staying away from that. Oh love yeah, you all. probably pass out. But um, in the chat. Till next time. Trash.
If you could save yourself, you'd save us all.